G'day and welcome to the second AOS Coach preview video into the Disciples of Zinch Battle Tome for 2022. In this video, I'm going to focus on the key war scroll changes and the new points. And to avoid making this video too long, there is a separate Zinch Allegiance abilities, spells, uh, sub-faction, match play rules like the grand strategies. Uh, there's a battalion for you. So there's another video you'll want to watch after this. Or maybe you want to pause this one now, go to that one first. But together, we'll have a nice holistic view of the 2022 Battle Tome. Games Workshop did send me this book in advance to preview, however, they'll have no involvement in the creation of this video. Now let's get into all the change, and there is a fair amount of micro changes that are happening. There are some lost rules, there are some gained rules, but there's probably nothing too groundbreaking. Um, Kairos Fate Weaver is the first one we'll look at. Kairos's wound characteristic has changed. He's now gained two wounds, so he used to be on 14, he's now on 16, while the movement, the save, the bravery all remain the same. It's still a wizard with three casts and three unbinds. You've still got the Master of Magic ability as well as both the melee attacks with the staff from tomorrow and the beaks remain unchanged. It did lose the ability to cast wizard war scroll spells if you were within 18 inches of Kairos. But it has gained the Beacon of Sorcery, and that gives you plus one to your casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for friendly Zinch Wizards that are wholly within 18 inches of Kairos. And in addition, uh, it knows all of the spells from the Law of Change, which is the demon side of the, um, the spell law. Now, there was a significant change with Spell Eater. Spell Eater used to be that uh, ability that could eat an endless spell and auto-unbind it. You've lost it, but you've gained a rule called Spell Thief. So Spell Eater becomes Spell Thief. I really like Spell Thief because what it does is if you successfully dispel an endless spell, so you'll still need to roll for it, instead of removing it and dispelling it off the table, basically Kairos steals it from your opponent. So you get to gain control of that endless spell, and it counts as if Kairos summoned it until it's dispelled or someone else steals it. So if you're in a mirror match and there's a Kairos versus Kairos, you could probably steal each other's endless spells. But I love this particular ability because it's going to make people think twice when they summon that again, the purple sun or some type of offensive, you know, ravenashing jaws, you can send it straight back at your opponent. The big change for me is the Oracle of Eternity rule. Uh, I know a lot of people really like this ability that allowed you to once per battle uh, replace a single dice roll. Unfortunately, that's completely disappeared. And what the Oracle of Eternity now does is at the start of your hero phase, if you have less than nine destiny dice, you can roll a dice and add it to your destiny dice pool. Now, both the Lord of Change and Kairos have have a modified um, damage table, and that damage table is now only four levels. So zero to six, seven to nine, 10 to 12, and 13 plus. And this will obviously come into play as well for things like some of your spells and other abilities. You have lost Gift of Change, which I believe was a spell that allowed you to do six mortal wounds. And if it slayed a model, uh, you would bring you in a Chaos Spawn. But in its place, you have gained Infernal Gateway, which you already might be familiar with from the Lord of Change. And Infernal Gateway, if you're unfamiliar, has a casting value of seven and a range of 18. If successfully cast one enemy unit, you get to roll nine dice and the unit suffers one mortal wound for each role that is equal or greater to the Infernal Gateway, which, as I mentioned, will be on your damage table. It's the same as the Lord of Change if you've already been playing with it. 
Speaking of the Lord of Change, the um, move, the save, the bravery, the wounds all remain the same. The three different weapon options are still there. You've still got two casts, two unbinds, and it's still got Master of Magic. Where the changes have come about, the Baleful Sword has got plus one attack, so now it's three attacks. It used to be only two. But everything else, like the Rod of Sorcery, the Staff of Zinge, the Baleful Sword, and the Beak, basically all the characteristics remain unchanged. You do also lose the Spell Eater, so I mentioned that on Kairos, you've lost also lost the Spell Eater ability. And to not confuse you, it lost the old Spell Thief ability, and that was a, an ability that allowed you to, I think, steal an, an enemy spell if you unbounded on a 9+. It's now gained the Spell Thief, so you've lost old Spell Thief, you've gained new Spell Thief. New Spell Thief is what I just discussed with Kairos, where he can steal endless spells um, on a Dispel attempt. It too has a revised monster table that now has four levels, 0 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12, and 13 plus. The last change on the Lord of Change would be Infernal Gateway, and it's very much like it used to be, but you will find that the Mortal Wound dice roll will drop off a little bit more when you're when you're injured. Uh, I think in the last book there was a lot of like middle table kind of like you're, you're doing Infernal Gateways on fours, now the way it works is if you have zero to six wounds suffered, Infernal Gateway is a three up. Uh, on a seven to nine wound suffered, it's a four up. Ten to twelve, it's a five up. And if you're on your final wounds at thirteen plus, you are on a six up to do Infernal Gateway. So you probably don't do as many as you're you're damaged. Now looking at your minor heroes, your Fate Skimmer has a a reduced movement. It used to be sixteen. It's now a fourteen but it has got a save improvement so it used to be five it's now a save characteristic of four which is pretty sweet the bravery the wounds the missile and melee profiles are uh, as well as the one cast and one unbind are, are relatively unchanged although I, I do say relatively unchanged because the lamprey bite has slightly gotten worse just minor there is a change when it comes to the Arcane Tome, which is once per battle, you can re-roll one of your casting rolls, and if you do so, you get to add three to the new casting roll, so you're going to get an improved uh, re-roll, but uh, what it used to be, if you remember it, was roll 3d6 um, for your casting attempt and drop the lowest, so that's gone, uh, and that'll be true of everyone who has the Arcane Tome, like the Flux Master, and as we go through, I'll, I'll refer to this. The Sky Shark's ability, um, which used to do a bunch of mortal wounds to monsters, is no longer there. Anyone that had Sky Sharks, it's no longer there. So you'll hear this a few times as well. The Wake of Fire has changed, and it's a good change because previously, if you moved over a unit on a 2+, plus, it used to do D3 wounds. Um, now it includes run and retreat moves as well. So previously it didn't, it was only normal move. Now it's move, run, or retreats pass over and you'll do d3 mortal wounds on a two up and then finally the azinch firestorm cast on a nine it's a little bit harder than it used to be it used to be a casting roll of an eight plus um, it still has range of a nine but it does the d3 mortal wounds on a two plus previously it used to be a three plus the Flux Master also has seen an improvement on its save characteristic. It's now a 4+, but its move, bravery, wounds, missile, and melee profiles are the same. It's a one-caster, one-unbinder. Uh, much like the Fate Skimmer, the Arcane Tome on the Flux Master 
has changed as well. Same rule, once per battle, you can reroll one casting roll for the unit, add three to that new casting roll. And the Blue Fire of Zinch spell has also changed. Uh, it's a casting value of eight, range 18. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit that's range invisible. Uh, you get to roll nine dice and every five up, it suffers one mortal wound and you increase your fate pool by one. So you'll get a couple of extra points. So previously it used to do mortals on five. It just never gave you the fight, the fate points. Finally, you've got the Curseling, and the Curseling has the same move, save, bravery, and wounds as it always did. The melee profile hasn't changed. The Puckerish Mixed Direction hasn't changed. They still cast two spells, and it still unbinds two spells. It did lose the ability that allowed you to know enemy wizard spells within nine inches of it, which is unfortunate. And there is a minor language tweak when it comes to Arch Deceiver. So now... The, the changeling is removed after deployment, but before the first battle round. It was previously at the start of the first battle round. It's the same thing, but it's a minor tweak. There are more heroes that you look at. We have the change caster, which has the same move, save, bravery, and wounds. The magical flames missile weapon is the same. So is the staff of change and the ritual dagger. It's still a one caster and one unbinder. The Arcane Tome, we've talked about already twice now. Same rule, it gets to re-roll one cast once per battle and add plus three to that. It lost the Fortune and Fate ability that used to give you an extra spell to cast if you cast a spell before it on a nine up. It's no longer there. And the other change that's happened is the Pink Fire of Zinch is casting on a seven, range 18. And if you're successfully casting that spell, you get to pick one enemy unit that's range invisible and subtract one from the save characteristic uh, until that next hero phase. Uh, previously, that spell used to be uh, cast on a 9, and it would do D6 mortal wounds. Now it's a debuff as opposed to a mortal wound dealer. The blue scribe has the same move, the same bravery, and the same wounds characteristic. The melee profile hasn't changed, but what has changed is it's got an improvement on its save. So it's also um, a save of four up. You will notice a lot of your heroes have gained a save improvement, which is great news for you. Frantic Scribbling has changed. And if this unit is a part of a Disciples of Zinch army, each time an enemy wizard within nine inches casts a spell successfully and it's not unbound, you roll a dice and on a three plus, you receive one fate point. Uh, previously, it used to learn spells within 18 inches. Now it's just generating you fate points. The scroll of sorcery has also changed and that means that the uh, blue scribe knows both the, all of the spells from the law of fate and the law of change. And in addition, once per battle, uh, you can roll read from your scroll. And on a two plus, that spell is gonna be automatically cast and it cannot be unbound. The last thing when it comes to the Blue Scribe is it's lost the Boon of Zinch ability, and that was the re-rolling casting bubble. But hey, while uh, Chronomatic Cogs got redone for this General's Handbook, um, most people had dropped the Blue Scribe because uh, Chronomatic Cogs was a cheaper version of the re-rolled the cast. But now the Blue Scribe's completely lost that ability. The Ogroid Thermitage has the same move, Bravery, Wounds, and the Choking Tendrils uh, remains the same. It too gained a, uh, a change to its armor save, and it's now a save of 4+. plus. You have gained a plus one to hit on your Cloven Hooves, 
although everything else on that melee profile remains the same and it's also a single caster and a single unbinder it did lose two abilities the brutal rage and the mighty bulk but in its place you gained berserker rage and what that allows you to do is you gain plus one to hit rolls and plus one to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons if this unit has any wounds or mortal wounds allocated earlier in this phase so i guess run it into combat take some damage um, and then you can fight back continuing with the sub commanders the fate master has the same move bravery wounds and the soul bound shield though it too has gained a boost on its save it's now a save of three plus also what's changed is the fire glaive of zinch now wounds on a three it used to be a four now on three and it's also gained rend minus one where previously it had no rend you have lost the hovering disc of zinch ability now you still ride a disc but uh the ability used to give you plus one to your save unless the attack was coming from a monster or a flying unit now the base characteristic is just built in and it's now a three up save so you can get it down to two with a mystic shield or a, all that defense whatever it might be and the last change when it comes to the fate master is the lord of fate you get to add one to the wound roll for attacks made by friendly disciples of zinch uh, models that are wholly within nine inches of the fate master previously it used to give you a bunch of re-rolls one of the ones that i'm really excited to talk about is the gaunt summoner now the gaunt summoners move save bravery wounds uh remain the same the, it is a two caster with two unbind so that still remains the same there are some modifications with the weapon profile so the the change staff has gained two extra attacks uh, it now wounds on a three it used to be a four it's gained ren minus one it never had ren before uh, and it used to have d3 damage it's now a flat one damage the warpstone blade has lost its ability to do d6 mortal wounds on a roll of a six two wound you have gained plus one attack you have gained plus one to your wound you have gained ren minus two and you are gaining d3 damage but i know some people did like the idea of this d6 mortal wounds although a uh what a five wound um wizard is probably not someone i want to be getting into combat immediately the book of profane secrets has changed and it now gives you plus one to your casting dispelling and unbinding roles for the gaunt summoner and in addition it knows the spells from the law of fate um, that used to give you a free summon unfortunately it no longer gives you the free summon um, it does know all the spells from the spell law there are two new abilities that you might want to consider the first one is the lord of the silver towers and once per battle at the end of the phase you can pick one enemy hero that's within nine inches of the gaunt summoner and has made an attack against the gaunt summoner in that phase or it's caused some mortal wounds to a unit with the ability in that phase so even if like the gaunt summoner was to negate those wounds or mortal wounds uh it still would allow you to trigger this ability so what is the lord of the silver towers you get to roll 2d6 and if the roll is greater than the wounds characteristic of that hero that hero is just flat out slain it's removed from play the other new ability is the silvered portal and after you've deployed the gaunt summoner and you would normally go to then set up another friendly zinch unit that's not a monster you can say that it's hiding in the gaunt tower silver tower as a reserve unit 
Now you can put up to two units to be in reserve in this way. Uh, and then at the end of any of your movement phase, you can set up one or more of these units on the battlefield. So long as they're within nine inches of the Gaunt Summoner, as well as uh, outside of nine inches from enemy units. Now you do need to deploy them before the start of the fourth battle round. If you don't, they are going to be counted as destroyed. The final change is the internal flames and you get to roll five dice instead of three dice if you target a monster or a war machine but everything else with the internal flames has remained the same now the gaunt summer on disc is very similar to the gaunt summer on foot uh the only real change that i noticed is that it's got an improved save characteristic it's now at four i believe it was previously on a six but otherwise the move the bravery the wounds all remains the same just poured over some of the abilities that i spoke about with the Gaunt Summoner on foot. Yazangor Shaman has also seen a save improvement going up to a four up save. Uh, although the move, the bravery, the wounds are the same. So is the melee weapon. So is the single caster and single unbinder. There was a change with the Sorcerer Elixir and that was once per battle. In your hero phase, you can attempt to cast one extra spell. If you do so, you get to add three to that casting roll, which is awesome though it has lost the visions of the past which used to be a plus one to hit bubble that you would often see the the zangor shaman following your skyfires and your enlightened so that one sucks a little bit the other big change is the boona mutation and where that's changed is that when you bring back a zangor model with the boona mutation unfortunately now it only is for zangor host it's keyworded zangor host so you can't bring back enlighten or skyfires you can't bring back a champion or you can't bring back a mutant either it will allow you to go above the, the unit size but it's very much more specific on what you can bring back with the mutation Voltimus, the All-Seeing, still has the same move, save, bravery, wounds. It still is a single caster and a single unbinder. It has seen some changes when it comes to the magical touch that I'll talk a bit later about on the Magister, uh, the same rule it's got on the Magister and the Magister on disc. It has seen some other changes, the Sorcerer Insight. Uh, it's the same spell. Uh, it still allows you to generate one extra command point. However, the command point must be spent on at the double forward to victory or inspiring presence there is a couple of extra minor changes across the attack profile a couple of extra attacks here and there nothing to to flash but uh, a change nonetheless i did talk about the magister the magister on foot has the same move the same save the same bravery the same wounds the uh, zentian rune staff and the warp steel sword have all stayed the same so is the single caster single unbinder and the bolt of change where it has actually changed on this war scroll as alluded to in voltimus is magic touched and if the first casting attempt made by this unit in the hero phase is successful and the spell is not unbound this unit can attempt to cast one extra spell in that phase now here's the kicker if you cast a spell and it is a double uh, it automatically fails and the unit is slain so if it happens, you can choose if it turns into a spawn or if it's slain. And the Magister on disc is the same. It has the same change to Magic Touched. Uh, it has improvement of its save characteristics, so it's on a 4, not a 5 anymore. And it has the same move, Bravery Wounds. The rest is the same. Your Horrors of Zinch are the same. You have the same move, save, bravery, wounds. The melee missile weapon profiles are the same. Split again, petty vengeance, standard bearer, musician, all the same. No changes noticed. 
your burning chariot has an improved save characteristic it's now on a four used to be a five though the movement the bravery and the wounds remain the same there is a change when it comes to your billowing warp flame it is now reduced attacks by two so it used to be six attacks it's now down to four it hits on a four with its flaming more so it's got a slight improvement there the uh, lamprey bites now hits on a three and it's gained a little bit of rend as well the big change for me when it comes to the burning chariot though is that it is elite so it now can issue its own commands uh the caprius warp flamer uh, has gained plus one to hit rolls when you target a unit of five or more it used to be if the target unit was 10 or more so it's gotten a lot easier to gain your plus one to hit I did mention earlier in this video that Sky Sharks was uh, removed, and this is another unit that's lost the Sky Sharks ability, as well as Touch by Fire. So that was a ability that would splash back mortal wounds on a five up. Sky Sharks and Touch by Fly Fire are both gone. And Wake by Fire, which I believe I've already talked about with the Fate Skimmer, uh, that has also changed and moved across to the Burning Chariot. So if you move, run, or charge across a unit, on a 2-up, it does D3 Mortal Wounds to the unit. Your Chaos Spawn has the same move, the same save, the same bravery, the same wounds characteristic. Where it has gained and changed, um, it's gained a rule called the Spawn of Sorcery. And this reminds me a lot of Nurglings, but in its own Zinchian way. Um, the way that Spawn of Sorcery works is you get to heal all the wounds allocated to the uh, Disciples of Zinch Chaos Spawn. If a wizard within nine inches of this unit successfully casts a spell and it's not unbound. The other change is the Withering Tentacles. And if the unmodified hit roll for the attack made by the Freakish Mutation is a six, the target suffers one mortal wound and the attack sequence ends. Formerly, you would get plus one to hit and plus one to wound if you rolled a double on the amount of attacks you got. Now it's doing mortal wounds instead of regular damage. When it comes to your screamers, the move, the save, the bravery, the wounds are the same. Your lamprey bite now hits on threes as well. It too lost the Sky Sharks ability, and the slashing fins has seen a bit of a change. It now also includes run and retreat. So if you move, run, and retreat, uh, it does some mortal wounds on a four plus. It used to be a five plus, but it did lose a part of its ability it used to do d3 mortal wounds if it passed over a wizard that part of it is no longer there so there's no boost to do damage to wizards the exalted flamer has the same move bravery and wounds it has also seen a boost to its save it's now a save of four plus it's gained plus two attacks to its billowing warp flame and that is now at six attacks uh, although the rest of that is the same you've gained plus one to hit on the flaming moor so it hits on a four uh, it's also gained a ren minus one and the rest of the flaming moor attack is the same the caprius warp flamer is like the others we've spoken about and that is gaining plus one to hit when you target a unit with five or more models that used to be 10 and it too lost the touch by fire that i've previously discussed the Flamers of Zinch have the same move, bravery, and wounds characteristic, and it too saw a boost to its save, so it's now a save of 4+, used to be 5. There's a funny little change with the Warp Flame Missile weapon, where the hit and wound roll has now flipped, so it used to hit on a 4 and wound on a 3, it now uh, hits on a 3 and wounds on a 4. 
The Flaming Maw gets plus one attack, now on attacks three. It also now hits on a three, uh, wounds on a four, so there's a nice little boost there. Uh, the rest remains the same. The Caprius Warp Flamer also gains plus one to hit rolls when you're attacking five or more models. It too lost the touch by fire. And the most interesting change for me, which is a little bit funny, but it's also uh, caused a lot of questions for me now, if you, if you watch my video, if you picked up the Arcane Cataclysm box, you saw a bunch of changes across the Ar uh, the Karak Acolytes and some of the other units. Now, what's really interesting is the Battle Tome has revoked a lot, if not all of those changes. So if I talk about the Karak Acolytes here, it still has the same move, the same bravery, and the same wounds. Now, it used to be a save of 5+. The Arcane Cataclysm moved them to a 6 they're back to save five. They're also back to having um, being a wizard. So in that box, they lost the wizard keyword. They now are wizards. Um, the Scroll of Dark Arts used to give you plus one to their casting and unbinding. That's back. And the Gestalt Sorcery spell that was on the War Scroll but were removed from Arcane Cataclysm is back. So it's almost like they completely retconned that little box. And it's made me question these changes moving forward. I didn't notice a lot of changes when it comes to Yazangor. I did notice that the Beast of Chaos keywords that it used to have were removed from the book. However, if you look at the Warhammer community site, you will see an FAQ that's been published recently to say that those keywords should be added back to the War Scroll. So I guess there were no noticeable changes when it came to Yazangor. Yazangor Skyfire still have the same move, the same bravery, the same wounds, and judgment from afar you have gained a boost to your save so they're now a save of four plus you have seen a improvement on your vicious beak attacks it, it used to hit on fives it now hits on threes otherwise that's all the same uh the aviarch which is the champion in that unit no longer gives it plus one to hit uh it now gets plus one attack the guided by the future has changed as well and what the new Guided by the Future does is you get to ignore negative modifiers to hit and wounds for attacks made for the missile weapons. So uh, if there's some debuffs or things like that, you ignore them completely on both your hit and your wound roll. But the thing that I more enjoy here is that you also get to ignore positive modifiers to save rolls. So if they've used, I don't know, all that, all that defense, mystic shield, cover, uh, and you're shooting at them with your missile weapons, uh, you, you get to ignore the positive modifiers. doesn't change the, the melee stuff. It's purely just your um, shooting attacks. Your Zangor and Lighten on disc didn't really seem to change. It appeared that the move, the save, the bravery, the wounds, the melee weapons, the babbling stream of secrets, everything is the same um, as it used to be. And then your Zangor Enlightened on foot have the same move, bravery, and wounds as they also always did. The save is also a 4+. plus. The uh, Vicious Beak is similar to what I mentioned with the Skyfires. You now um, wound on threes. Uh, your Babbling Stream of Secrets is the same now as your Zangor Enlightened on disc. And the uh, Guided by the Past is the same as the Zangor Enlightened on disc. When it comes to your endless spells, I did allude in the uh, first video that the Tome of Eyes has the same as it used to be. So the summoning, the link, the transfix to countless eyes, the parchment curse, all the same. The demonic simicarum is the same. So the summoning, the predatory, the snapping jaws are the same. 
where the changes arose in the endless spells um while the summoning rules and things like that have have stayed the same what has changed is the radiant transmogrification which at the end of the movement phase you get to roll the dice for each unit within nine inches of the endless spell and on a four up it suffers d3 mortal wounds now if any models were slain by this spell before removing that first slain model the commanding player of the endless spell can add one zinch chaos spawn to their army and set it up within three inches of the slain model then they remove that slain model from play now there doesn't appear to be any point changes between the latest general's handbook and the current battle tome however i did notice and i mentioned this earlier on the Karak acolytes that the arcane cataclysm has seemed to be retracted so if you saw Arcane Cataclysm, the Zangor host were listed at 200. They're now back to 175. You saw the Cursling at 175. It's now back to 180. The Zangor and Lighten on Disc were listed as 215. They're now back to 180. So I'm a little bit confused there. But otherwise, it seems like nothing has changed when it comes to the points between the, uh, the Battle Tome and the previous General's Handbook points. But as always, the true list tech uh, of this particular new battle tome is not going to really come out until after people start playing with it, as well as the FAQ, because who knows what they're going to change or they're going to retcon again, right? We've seen a lot of micro changes across the faction, but I wouldn't say that there were uh, any major buffs or any major nerfs. Yes, when we get down to a War Scroll level, there are some things like I mentioned, Kairos Fate Weaver with the Oracle uh, of Eternity ability. I know some people won't like losing that single dice roll but i do love the new kairos spell thief ability to take control of enemy endless spells and i know for a fact people are not going to like you taking their purple sun their gnashing jaws or their horror gas and lose using it against them um it is quite interesting when i look at things like the arcane cataclysm and how they have retconned things like the Karak acolytes they had gestalt sorcery then they lost it then it's gone back and there's a whole bunch of changes but they're back to how they've always been and i know some people were quite upset when i did that video and there must must be a big fandom of of Karak acolyte people there were other big changes that you probably saw across the board lots of those minor heroes like the fate skimmer the flux master the blue scribe the ogroid thermitage the fate master lots of um lots of save increases which is really nice it means that you can now get some heroes down to three ups or, or two ups even with like the fate master if you use all that defense or um or mystic shield probably as i reflect on this particular book i I don't know if there's anything that's happened that's so dramatic that it would make me change the list that I was running last week. Um, I might make changes based on the meta and the battle plans and things like that, but I don't think there's anything that I would say, I'm going to put you on the shelf, I no longer like you, or holy shite, this is amazing, I need to go buy it and go paint it up for my next list. There's some good changes, but nothing revolutionary or game-breaking. The only probably one that I'd call out, and I mentioned I really like it, is the Gaunt Summoner and some of the ability to bring units into reserve. Um, I really do like that rule, but that might not be for you. I guess it depends on what you want to bring. It might be something like, I don't know, a nice cheeky way to bring down flamers early into someone's face uh, and start burninating if you're worried about someone shooting them off um, a little bit early or being able to cap objectives, whatever you might want to do. I, I just like the, the reserve rule. 
if you missed the first video, I did a whole review of the Allegiance ability, the spell law, the sub-factions, the match play rules like the Grand Strategies or Battle Tactics. So if you haven't looked at that, I would recommend you go check it out to get a full holistic picture of the new Battle Tome. But hey, that is enough from me. I will go into much greater depth when it comes to this Battle Tome um when uh very soon actually i've got i've already got a guest lined up we're going to do a battle tome review and we'll also get a couple of extra guests kind of post faq um i would love to hear from you what you're thinking in the comment section was there a war scroll change that made you really think about manipulating your list either you know removing it adding it um maybe a sub faction that you want to completely change and there's a nice little rule here in the war scroll that makes you think about building a list around it I'd be curious to hear from you in the comment section. Let me know. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video as well as left me a comment to let me know what your thoughts are. The conversation will continue over on Discord and the link is down below in the video description. I want to give a massive shout out as well to the AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members who are going in and the funds are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you're all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a one on a redeploy.